What's up, Dub Nation? This is the We Believe Golden State Warriors basketball podcast of Sports Ethos presentation. Sam Arlick here. Warriors coming off of back-to-back heartbreaking losses. One point apiece. California rivalries. The Sacramento Kings and Los Angeles Lakers edging the Warriors by one point. Very disappointing not being able to capitalize on the four-game homestand, the throwaway game against the Memphis Grizzlies, followed by um, a win against the shorthanded Atlanta Hawks, and then, again, a one-point loss to the Sacramento Kings, and the one-point loss double overtime thriller just absolutely brutal game last night against the lakers but dub nation uh myself and uh steve kerr i think that there's room for optimism steve kerr had this to say after the game last night i think we're going to turn this around and have a great season i really believe that i love our guys they're amazing they've been through so much this year And I know who they are, I know how connected they are, and I know how much they care about each other and about the game. We're going to turn it. Tonight we didn't get the result, but our guys showed who they are tonight. And I agree with Steve Kerr. I think that despite the Warriors sitting at a record of 19 and 23, six games out of sixth place, which would be outside of the play-in, losing kind of pivotal games against... Western Conference rivalries, um, as well as teams that you're fighting for uh, positioning in the standings in um, the Lakers and the Kings. Obviously, the Warriors not where they want to be 12th in the West right now. Again, with that record, um, they have not been good over their last 15 games. But you've got Draymond back, and, and quite honestly, in the last two games... This team looks completely different. This team has looked rejuvenated because of Draymond Green. And this is no surprise. We've been talking about this all season long on the podcast, how the Warriors are so good with Draymond on the floor and they're a completely different team without him. Talked about the struggles on the defensive end without Draymond Green. And you really saw the impact that he brings to the floor unequivocally unfortunately not getting the results that you'd like the warriors continue to find themselves in these uh clutch games and you still had steph curry and clay thompson come up huge down the stretch knocking down big shots to send the game into overtime you could argue that the warriors had opportunities to close out the lakers last night in the fourth quarter, in the first overtime, and in the second overtime, didn't take advantage. You could argue that there were mistakes in the final possession of the second overtime. You could argue that the referees must have been on the Lakers' payroll because of the disparity in free throw throw attempts and and the way that the whistle blew. Um, So many narratives to kind of dig into in that Lakers game, just an overall very frustrating game to watch as a Warriors fan, especially being at home uh, to see the game. 
uh, managed in, in that sort of fashion. But again, getting back to Draymond Green, he has been just absolutely outstanding, putting on a masterclass. And because of the versatility and exceptionalism of Draymond Green, Steve Kerr's finally able to go to the lineup that everyone has been kind of on paper pointing to but had not delivered the results. The Jonathan Kaminga, Andrew Wiggins combination. So uh, just a quick little couple stats here on this lineup combo. Before Draymond Green had returned from his suspension, Jonathan Kaminga and Andrew Wiggins on the floor together was a negative 106 in 171 minutes. Since Draymond Green has returned, the trio of Kaminga, Wiggins, and Draymond is now plus 41 in 66 minutes in the four games that Draymond Green has come back. Um, and then if you wanted to take a step further, because really, you know, Draymond came off the bench against Memphis, against Atlanta, against Sacramento, but was finally put into the starting lineup tonight, uh, last night against the Lakers. Um, Draymond Green, in his own right, has just simply been sensational. Against the Lakers, he was plus 31 in, 41, in 45 minutes. And against the Kings, he was plus 14. Um... Draymond has just been outstanding. You can see the difference with him on the floor. He's defending the rim. He's coming up with steals. He's the defensive anchor, sending guys in the right place defensively. Um, obviously, you can feel the effects of not having Moses Moody in GP2, especially in a game last night where Warriors had a one-point lead and needed to just come up with a defensive stop and felt like, you know, had you been able to deploy GP2 and Moody after um, Thompson and Wiggins had fouled out, maybe you come up with that stop or, or force um, the the refs to not blow their whistle on a Draymond Green foul. Um, but regardless, this team looks so much different, so much more polished, so much more... Um, their ability to execute on both ends has just risen through the roof you can see it in the ease in which they score um you are starting to see the patented draymond green in the low post directing traffic with the ball in his hands in the low post telling clay thompson to cut to get him a backdoor layup um and then shooting wise i mean this is probably some of the best Draymond Green outside shooting we've seen in his career, aside from like one season before he hurt his shoulder. The three-point stroke looks on point. Obviously, he did not connect on that shot against the Lakers, but it looked really good in, in games before that. He has shown a willingness to drive and attack the rim, whether that's uh, to draw fouls and get to the free throw line, where he's also been very effective this season. Uh, or just to try and finish. And then we know everything else that he always done he's always done historically, rebound the ball at a high rate and uh, and defend without fouling. So this team looks completely different with Draymond Green and 
even more so with Steve Kerr really leaning into kind of enough is enough. We need to just play our best five guys, which clearly now when we're going to talk about this guy some more, Jonathan Kaminga, clearly now is Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, Jonathan Kaminga, and Draymond Green. Kavon Looney, he played five minutes off the bench, traced in the uh, uh, off in the second quarter. Trace Jackson Davis got those minutes in the second half, so Looney finished with five minutes. Jackson Davis finished with five minutes. Uh, 20, 27, almost 28 minutes for pods. He did pretty good. And then Corey Joseph and Dario Saric got 15 minutes apiece. Um, Saric kind of struggled in this one. He did hit a three, but um, just overall effectiveness since he just isn't really to defend. And then this is just a really tough matchup for the Warriors against the Lakers. Anthony Davis, obviously an exceptional rim protector. He really um, managed the paint and sent away a lot of shots uh, Warriors have just been feasting inside lately. Um, that was not the case tonight. Jonathan Kaminga probably had six or seven um, layups or tough finishes that just nearly went in and out. And um, and so you could just feel that you really needed to lean on your uh, defensive lineup in, in, this, in this matchup, which just Saric is not best suited for that. So these are some of the early takeaways, kind of silver linings, despite not coming up with the win. And you saw, you know, Steph Curry finally kind of get himself going. Curry finished with 46, 9 of 21 from 3, 17 of 35 from the field overall. Only three free throws attempted, which is just absolutely insane. I don't really want to spend too much time talking about the free throw disparity in the whistles in this in this game against the Lakers uh, could probably do an entire hour-long episode deep dive into just the challenges of Warriors not getting the whistle, and, and it's really just ten, tenfold worse against the Lakers. Feels like uh, anytime the Warriors play the Lakers, whether it's at home or on the road, it always favors the Lakers. I think part of that is obviously LeBron James and knowing how to really kind of manage the game or massage the referees. Um, but it is certainly confounding when you see Steph Curry drive, get all this contact and, and not get and not be able to get to the line. So that is a challenge on the season. The Warriors have been exceptional at drawing fouls, getting to the line as we've talked about on previous pods. So this just, to me was an isolated matchup where you just didn't have it going. Um, Warriors surprisingly won the turnover battle. Uh, 17 to 19, they had some early turnovers in this game. Um, Curry had a stretch where he had back-to-back -back turnovers. I think it was kind of either, I think it was either in the third or the second quarter where he had come in after a break and just back-to-back -back had his pocket picked. But... Um, overall, I feel like, you know, the Warriors have done a much better job of, of handling, uh, handling the ball, not turning it over. And the three point shot has really just been keeping them in games lately, uh, 23 for 58, which 
they were striping threes um, much better in this game. Uh, I believe they hit nine in the third quarter, but then zero in the fourth, um, at least for the mo- for the majority of the fourth quarter, which is why this game ended up being as close as it did. Warriors had a 15-point lead in the third quarter. Uh, really looked like they were kind of running Los Angeles off the floor. Davis got... Davis and Draymond Green had a bang-bang play. Davis uh, kind of slowly limping to the locker room. Classic Anthony Davis, though. He ends up coming back to return and play and finish out the game, despite for the majority of the game, for the majority of the rest of the game, it looked like he could barely move up and down the floor. Uh, But that's just Anthony Davis for you. Um, And really just the narrative that it feels like the Lakers play. They just love to accentuate and... um, you know, and it, it feels like all of them have uh, have hobbies in Hollywood with the way that they are um, kind of trained to act and perform on the floor um, in these kind of non-basketball styles, uh, we'll call it. So anyways, getting kind of getting off topic here. So I want to talk about Jonathan Kaminga. Kaminga has been on an absolute tear. We're finally seeing that third year breakout. And a lot of it has to do with Draymond Green. Also, uh, we started to see Kaminga kind of come to form even before Green came back. But when you look at his recent stretch of games, you can you can really see just how absolutely incredible he has been. So going back to going back to um, Chicago on January twelfth. He had 24 points in 24 minutes on 9 of 12 shooting. Followed that up against Milwaukee without Steph Curry. He had 28 points, which tied, which at the time tied his career high on 10 of 18 shooting. Then against Memphis, he had 20 on 9 of 18 shooting. Then at against Atlanta, he had 25 on a perfect 11 for 11 shooting, which set an NBA record um, as well as a Warriors, as well as tying Warriors franchise record, Chris Weber for most field goals attempted without a miss. Then against Sacramento, he had a new career high 31 on 12 of 19 shooting. And then last night against Los Angeles, eight of 16 on 22. 22 points on 8 of 16 shooting. Um, And he's scoring in a variety of fashions. He's getting to the free throw line in all of these games. Uh, Did not hit a three against Atlanta, but is typically chipping in one to two threes per game very efficiently because he's being very selective as to when he takes them. He typically is shooting threes from the corner, uncontested wide open where he's got a chance to really get his feet set. He's usually waiting to shoot the three until he's already gotten into the flow of the game. Maybe he's already gotten a couple layups. So he's not just, you know, catch and shoot first shot of the game. Um, his rebounding has been on point. Uh, he's had a He had 11 rebounds against Memphis and he had nine rebounds against uh, Atlanta and the Lakers, um, 
chipping in a couple assists as well, steals and blocks as well um, across these games. Not a ton of turnovers and overall very effective in the minutes when he is on the floor. Um, was not. There were a few games in which his plus minus was negative um, against Memphis, minus nine against the Lakers, minus nine. But plus 16 against Sac, plus 18 against Atlanta. Um, so those are just the numbers, obviously. But when you look at the eye test, what stands out with Kaminga and something that Steve Kerr has talked about recently with Kaminga is he is so comfortable and patient and calm now when he's on the floor. He Everything has slowed down for him. He understands when he catches the ball, when he can make his moves, who he, who he can get past, who he can power through, if he needs to make a pump fake, when he needs to set up his teammates like Steph Curry or Klay Thompson. Everything is coming so easy to him. And obviously, um, I think last night against the, against the Lakers, again, is a great example of he had 22 on 8 of 16 shooting and 2 of 3 from 3. That likely should have been 12 of 16 um, with 30 with another 30 point game. But a couple there were at least three or four easy misses at the rim or maybe not so easy because Anthony Davis was defending him. Likely another three or four drives where he was fouled and the contact wasn't called. Um, So the sky's the limit for this kid. Offensively, he is so fast, so strong and is finally understanding timing, angles, screens, cutting. He doesn't need the ball in his hands. He's doing most of this off the ball. And then because you've got Draymond Green holding down the defense, Warriors are getting out in transition, and so he's getting easy buckets as well. Defensively, he continues to work. Um, I'm seeing some, some better defensive stretches for him obviously he's got more room to grow there to be really an elite defensive option we saw that last night against the lakers in the final possession him and pods did not do a good job of staying in front of lebron james obviously easier said than done these are young guys lebron james has been in the league 21 years knows exactly what he's doing um had obviously has the the referees in his pocket as well so um Definitely a hard spot to be in, but that is what the Warriors are going to need from Kaminga to really pick up his defense if they uh, seriously want to be, you know, considered as as championship contenders. Obviously, it's so far away from that, sitting at 12th in the West, but you see how pivotal and important um, Jonathan Kaminga is to this team because he has just absolutely taken the league by storm and just really feels like there are very few players in the league that can really stop him and hold him back. And that's really just with him getting downhill and getting into the paint. Um, He is very comfortable with the mid range. So when he finally gets his shot, falling um his outside shot his three-point shot a little bit more consistent i mean this kid is just incredible it's it's absolutely amazing to see him grow before our eyes every night he has a new highlight real play and um 
you can see that now when the Warriors have, you know, at least enough of their players available uh, being in Draymond Green, you can finally build a lineup around him where you've got five guys on the floor that can play on both ends. Um, and Andrew Wiggins in his own right is playing well in, additionally, scoring in double figures in the last four games. Uh, he looks a lot more comfortable. He looks like things are coming a little bit easier for him because he really feels like kind of the aftermath in that in that starting lineup. When you've got Steph, Clay, Kaminga, Wiggins, and Draymond, and Wiggins has been struggling like he has all year, it, it feels like teams are starting to forget about Wiggins. And so you see Andrew Wiggins also. He sees, he sees Jonathan Kaminga being all crazy, getting to the rim, making plays. He's like, I can do that too. And so Andrew Wiggins has also come on feeling more confident, looking more like himself, slowly getting into form. Um, it's quite a sight to see. And it is kind of a breath of fresh air that the Warriors have finally leaned into starting their best five guys and we're not doing any more of this slow starts uh bench has to save us you've got um five guys that are all out there playing at a high level um that are and and you and you've got some clarity in guys roles right i don't think we're gonna see any more of this one game Draymond starts, one game Looney starts, one game Kaminga starts, one game Sarge starts. I mean, this is the group. Now is the time to win games. Now is the time to be consistent. You've been tinkering all season long. This is the group. Uh, it will be curious to see when Chris Paul, Moody, and GP2 all come back. What does that look like? Um... But the reality is, I don't think any of that changes this starting five. This is the starting five, the best five players on the floor for the Warriors right now. No questions. Maybe with GP2, um, you know, you've got that optionality of, okay, we need to come up with a defensive stop. It's, it's a, you know, final play of the quarter, final play of the game. Maybe you sub in GP2. Uh, if you had Moses Moody and, and Wiggins and and Thompson fouled out in that game last night, maybe you would have thrown Moody out there as well. I'm not sure. Um, but certainly, you know, Kavon Looney, I think he, he's going to get his chances at times, but he certainly is not getting it done this season in the way that, that Draymond Green has in the last four games. So, in short... I don't think the Warriors have any moves to make. I think that this is the team. You've got this explosive five-man group. You've got reinforcements coming back soon from injury, and you need to just have confidence and continue continue working uh, and believe in the results, and the results will come. There's you know half the season or a little bit less than half the season left, Obviously, you've got a really long way to go. You've got an uphill climb. You've dug yourself this, this enormous hole to get out of. But with the way that we've seen the Warriors kind of turn the corner in the last few games, with the return of Draymond Green, with this new starting lineup, with Kaminga breaking out, uh, Steph and Clay starting to do their thing, Wiggins looking more like himself, 
And then you've got pods just continuing to be consistent and playing hard off the bench. You got to feel really good about the Warriors making a run here. And what did the Lakers do last season? I feel like they were in a very similar position just in the bottom of the barrel in the West coming into the All-Star break and post-All-Star break. They were one of the hottest teams in the league and they ended up beating the Warriors in the second round to find themselves in the Western Conference Finals. So the framework is there. You're only six games out. It seems like a lot, and it is, but it is doable. And if any team could do it, it would be the Warriors. Um, And we're already starting to see them play so much better and still feels like they've got another level to get to. And what does that even mean and look like when you get Chris Paul back, when you get GP2 back, you get Moses Moody back? Um, There's a lot to be excited about. So obviously I was heartbroken last night. I was pissed after the loss against Sacramento. Um, As a fan, it's just been absolutely gut-wrenching to watch all these close games and watch them throw it away. But at the end of the day, You only got to be top 10 to have a crack at the playoffs. So you just got to take it one game at a time. You can't harp on these losses for too long. You've got a lot of games left to play. Warriors are going to take on the Philadelphia 76ers to end their their, uh, homestand. And then they've got Memphis, Atlanta, Brooklyn, Sixers, and Indiana on the road. So, um, you know, Sixers are tough. Grizzlies would love some revenge. Warriors had the Hawks in the last game. Brooklyn's been struggling. So kind of got a mix of of, uh, of games here coming up. And um, no excuses. Just got to take it one game at a time, take care of business, and uh, believe in the results. So, guys, before we get off today, please, 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 if you haven't already, head over to sportsethos.com. Get ready for our trade deadline show. So much coverage. So much is going on. Uh, feels like this this year is really going to be a splashy year for trades. For all you guys playing fantasy basketball or just looking for coverage. Um, you know, big NBA head and, and you want to stay up on the news of what's going on. Sports Ethos is going to be doing end-to-end all-day coverage of the trade deadline. So please get over there, check it out, subscribe, give it a thumbs up, and get ready for what is likely going to be an explosive trade deadline this year in the NBA. And once again, this has been a We Believe Golden State Warriors basketball podcast. If you haven't already, please give me a follow over at Twitter. That's at SD Orlick. Subscribe, rate, and review the show. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and we'll catch you on the next one.